It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer. Mostly Motorsports is brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. And uh, we've got Todd Surprise hanging out with us as our producer today. Kirk Elliott sitting in with me today. Kirk, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. You doing all right? Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to sit in. Uh, normally it's Friday that I sit in with right, you, but we're right. not going to be here on Friday. We're not going to be here Friday, so we'll have you sit in today. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving, Kirk? I'm heading up to Iowa. Heading up to Ringo County. Ringo County. So Doing it, doing it today. You, you're going to leave right after the show? Yes. I got a couple of stops I got to make uh, before I head out of town, but uh, I'm heading up this afternoon. Kirk, what is, uh, what's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Is it? You know why? Because you don't have to buy gifts for anybody. <laughs> right. And the situation I'm in, I don't have to cook the dinner. I've I'm invited to show up, and so that's what I do. And so you just show up day. and eat. Yeah, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. What is your favorite meal? Uh, I, I, I mean, what uh, do, part do, of the meal? Hold on, let me let me ask you this: Do you like having uh, um, cranberries? Do you like cranberries? I love cranberries. Do you like them out of the can? Either way. It doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter to me. You know, there was a story uh, that my family tells me all the time back in the day um, when I ate so much cranberry, I got sick. You ever done that, Todd? You ever been sick from eating too much on Thanksgiving? Yeah. I'm, uh, I, <laughs> I don't eat cranberries, but I eat all. I definitely, you don't like cranberries? Nah, I'm not a big cranberry fan, but uh, I definitely would eat way too much food that grandma or my mom would make back in the day and suffer for it as a little skinny kid that doesn't normally eat like that right, and so right. yeah it was one of those things that yeah i enjoyed as a kid growing up thanksgiving was one of the best because all the family decided sometimes christmas is things people when you get married you have to split off and kind of do things right. but it seemed like thanksgiving everybody made an effort to make it by the grandma's house at some point so it was like you got to see everybody so that's what i miss the most about yeah. you know thanksgiving and being that when you lose your mom like you and me have scott right. it's kind of puts yeah. a but i i i've learned you know when you've got kids you've got to still make it Fun for them because you can't make it downer for them. No, you, just you don't say, want to be a Debbie Downer. On, no, on, it just makes so. Uh, yeah, we we're gonna do it upright, and Thanksgiving's but, uh, always fun. But Todd, as you mentioned, you've lost your mom. I've lost my mom, yep. and Kirk has lost his mom. Um, it the holidays and, and Kirk and I both lost our dads. Um, the holidays are just not the same to me. I don't know why that is, but for some reason. It's, After I lost my mom. It's because they were so important when they were here. That's what makes it, right, you know, it just yeah. really, and that's what I think it puts an exclamation point on that part of it. I know Kirk, he gets to go back to Iowa and, and visit family, and that's just really cool Kirk to be able to. Kirk has a big family. Yeah, and yeah. that's really, really cool. Yeah. But I'm thinking about my parents. Oh, no doubt. Holiday. Oh, yeah, you'll be right there on their home turf. No doubt. Kirk? You know, everybody visits their, uh, or a lot of people visits their 
loved ones' graves over Memorial Weekend or whatever. Right. Yeah. I do mine on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. I go in there on Christmas Day. Kirk, you're going to be uh, you're going to start living in the house that you grew up in, aren't you? Uh, not actually living, living in, there, but, but you're going to go there back once and forth. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And tonight is the night. Tonight is going to be the debut. There you go. First time I've slept in that house in fifty and a half years. It's been fifty years since you slept in that house. April nineteen seventy two was the last time I spent a night in that house. Seventy two. 72. How I was a that? sophomore in high school. Yeah. So we moved out. We bought a, or my parents uh, remodeled my grandparents' house in town. That's where right. my brother lives now. And uh, we all moved to town in 1972 when I was a sophomore in high school. Kirk was shopping for home products this week. You don't normally see shop Kirk at the, if you saw him at the Menards. You know, or the, it was yesterday. Kirk was telling me he was out looking for a TV. Yeah, but Black Friday's the day to buy that's that TV. That's right. Because Walmart. Oh man, they've got sixty-five inch TVs for two hundred and twenty-five dollars, and they're stacked full. They're gonna have a bunch because they got the. I mean, that's the time. Like like Scott said, that's the time to buy them. And I saw another thing said right. the warehouses are pretty full with a lot of electronics. Yeah. So there's going to be a really good price drop on a lot of computers and TVs. So Kirk, are you going to go buy you a? If I'm going to buy inch? a 65 inch TV, that's going in my place here in Kansas, City, <laughs> not, not to <laughs> Iowa. How big is the TV that you have in your house? It's uh, about 45 inches. Yeah, that's like what that. I have. You home. know, it, it's amazing how cheap. You know, if, if when my TV goes oh, yeah. out upstairs in my, I've got a 65 inch TV up there in my front room. But when it goes out, I'm buying one of those 85 my, inches. My stepdad got the 81 or whatever before the 85, whatever. Did he? And, and is it a monster? It's it when he's got the TV on. I can we live next door to each other, and I can see the lights. It is it just lights up his house like it's a movie theater in there. Wow. <laughs> we don't have big enough vehicles right now to haul a 65. No, they had it was delivered we? by the company, <laughs> and they uh, and they set sir, it up. You should buy you an 85 inch TV. Just sit there, and, and you wouldn't even have to wear your glasses, Kirk. You can take your readers Just off. Buy, they're, they're probably about 1500 bucks. Yep. Just buy you an 85-inch TV, put that in your house, and take your other TV up there. How would you like to watch? You have an 80, how would you like to watch Iowa State on? You an have an 85-inch TV. TV. I've got now. Uh, I bought in 2010. I'm not sure it's got all the smart no. things on it that you need it in a modern day TV. It doesn't. No, you you you'd be up definitely upgrading if you got you a smart TV or a so. an advanced TV. But if I listen, when mine goes out, I'm buying the 85. I don't blame you a bit. Yeah, I told Jennifer we've got two that are 45s in the both rooms that we watch in, and when one goes bad, we'll step up to the next size. I said I'm not I'm not getting it now, but when one goes bad, I'll move on up. But right. I'll probably watch TV on my laptop computer this weekend. You know, it's I funny that there are a lot of kids. Uh, uh, you will. Do you have a device up there? Do you got internet? Do you need to take one of our devices with you? Hotspot. I was going to talk to you about. That. <laughs> right. I need to. I need to take one of our company devices this right. weekend because we don't have the internet hooked up up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It, it, Sherry uh, Imperial just said to us uh, on here, she says, Amazon 85-inch TV, Kirk, $1,297 for an 85-inch TV. 
you don't want to spend that much money, do you? Now that's the that's the good. What do they call it? The the innards of the TV. That's the that's the very good high yeah, quality high stuff, end. right? 4K, that's the high end. Four K and all that. Yeah, four K. They even have eight K, but they don't have anybody. There's nothing being broadcast in eight K yet. My phone shoots in eight K. My new phone will shoot in eight K. Oh, it does. It'll suck that data right out of the room it'll take all every memory you got off your phone but uh <laughs> it'll sap all our data off that uh, device that you were talking it's about. a smart tv kurt that's what they call the new tvs yeah, now. Smart, smart tvs, TVs. Yeah. yeah but i'm i'm talking about the actual screen oh uh, yeah no you have the upgraded screen yeah you've got old technology there's, in di- your there's old... different uh quality of picture mm-hmm. screen yeah, if you bought on your these TVs, right? Right. Yeah. If you bought yours in 2010, there's a lot of updates. <laughs> That's how old my TV is. Yeah. You can't connect to the internet or anything no. like that. I've no. got one downstairs that is, and then the other two TVs in the house that are the bigger ones. All these TVs in here are smart TVs. Yeah. yeah. But I watch Netflix and all that other stuff on that old TV. Yeah, as long as you have the the thing, you know, yeah. it's got right. smart smart box in it there hey kirk um yes sir we got a pretty good show lined up today don't we we've got uh we've got scheduled and and we were supposed to have them on yesterday fingers crossed hopefully (laughs) kenny wallace and ken schrader are going to call us here in a little bit are we calling them or they called us yesterday so i know it i think they'll call us again they both said that they would call us back today right we screwed up that's our fault that was my fault yesterday I, I made the mistake. It, it's totally we on We got me. the day wrong. And, and then Steve Post is going to join us a little bit later in the show as Ken, well. Both Kennys called in as they said they would. They would. They did the yeah, right thing. They did, they did the right thing. <laughs> but they're all good guys. They said they'd do it again today. So yeah. They're going to be at uh, Springfield this weekend. Right. It's uh, Turkey the, Bowl. The Turkey Bowl. That's going to be a pretty big race down there. Um, what is this? Turkey Bowl number. I wh- can't read Roman numerals. XVI. What's what, that mean? I, I Is don't that sixteen? I think that's sixteen. I, I think believe. that's sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the late models are going to pay ten thousand seventy-five dollars to win. Yeah, that's sixteen. Yeah, late models on Saturday, or is that Sunday? It's a Saturday Sunday show. They've got uh, the late models, and they're going to start early too. Right. Kurt, by the way. A full show on Saturday and the A-Mods full show on Sunday. They're going to start at uh, Hot Laps at 3.15 and racing's going to start at 3.45. Get there early. And the same times are for Saturday and Sunday. So you you want to get down there early if you're going to go. And and I think that's a good idea. Get down early. It's going to be chilly. Yeah. Yeah. This time of the year, you want to get in, get out. You know, we're pretty lucky, though, because the weather has been pretty good here the last couple of days. I think it's going to be good weather this yeah. weekend. Yeah. They got lucky. Yeah. So, yep, this uh, 16th annual Turkey Bowl. Kenny Schrader is going to be driving an A mod, and then Kenny Wallace is going to be driving a Hoffman B mod down there this weekend. So, that's going to be a pretty good show. Should be a lot of cars. They always get a lot of cars for that race down there. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a big show. Yeah, it's a big show. So, again, that's going to be on Saturday and Sunday, right? They're going to have a practice session on Friday, I think 3 to 5 in the afternoon. And they're going to start pitting the cars on Friday. 
but the racing goes on Saturday and Sunday. Kirk, last night, Carson Macedo picked up his first career USAC midget win last night. What did you think about that? Yeah, he said he scratched uh, one of his big goals off the off the list last night, winning a USAC national midget race for the first time. He looked pretty impressive in that car last sure did. night. He was ripping the top pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he he was uh, diamonding that track. I don't know how much experience. He's a California guy, so I would assume that he's raced on that track many times before. Uh, of course, he got a big head start on the midget race last night by winning that wing sprint car race last night, and he looked good doing that. Yeah, no doubt. He, he, he clean-sweeped last night. He picked up the... Uh... What do they call those guys last night? They call that the King of Thunder 360s. And he he won the uh, wing portion of the 360 event. And then he come back and he won the the midget race. So that was pretty good. What did you think of that race, Kurt? I thought the track was in great condition. Took on a little rubber there at right the at end the of end. that midget race yeah. uh, a little bit. But, but watching Buddy Kofoid come from 15th to 2nd, I thought maybe he might have something for Macedo on that last restart, but he did not. And he said himself that rubber caused a little bit of a problem up there. But uh, Macedo but had him all but covered. But he started 14th. 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 But he, he made a good uh, charge up through the field there during that race, and he clinched the championship for the USAC NOS Energy Drink Midgets. Went back-to-back. Back. How about that? All he had to do is push off last night. Yep. Won his 12th feature race uh, on Saturday night. It, it, Saturday night he won. Is Buddy Kofoid the man in the midgets right now? Right now he is. You have to say yes, he is. He's the right. guy to be. You look ahead to the Chili Bowl. Who are the favorites down there? You'd have to rank Buddy Kofoid right at the top. you got to put uh, Justin Grant in there as well. You know, there's, there's a lot of good drivers. Um, Both those guys looking for their very first Chili Bowl drillers. Yeah, Tanner Thorson. Can he do it again, Kurt? Back it up with his own stuff. Right. Can he do it? I think so. I can't see any reason why not. He's been competitive in his own ride here in these last few races. And they you can tell they've been working hard. and Because, we, you know, we haven't seen that much of Tanner Thorson this year after he left the Reinbold team mm-hmm. earlier in the year and we now know what he's been spending his time doing getting right. his own team ready to go and the timing is right that he debuts that race car here towards the end of the season in these big races in November and uh, you got to say that Tanner Thorson is going to have a competitive car when the chili bowl rolls around do you feel that some of the drivers knowing that kyle larson's not going to be there think that they have a better chance of winning i think so but i i think that uh if you base it on last year's performance that kyle larson had at the chili bowl i think these guys feel that even had kyle decided to race the chili bowl they're still pretty confident that they can win races because kyle wasn't the same Kyle Larson in those two years that he won the Chili Bowl. So the fact that he's not going to be racing at the Chili Bowl, I think most of them are saying, hey, you know. Right. If he shows up, fine. If not, they, I, they I, still feel confident that they can win. I, I, I believe that it brings the confidence level up for a few drivers that 
don't think they yeah. have to compete against Kyle Larson. I think a few of them can, but if, if you ask Buddy Kofoid and Justin Grant and some of these other guys, I think they'll – Mitchell Moles. They'll say uh, either way, they still feel pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last night, I was a little disappointed in Timez. He, he started 17th. He ran 12th. He didn't make his way up through the field very good last night. Yeah, he ran well that one night. He won at Bakersfield. Right. But he didn't really have that good of a car at Blasserville. And same thing last night. So he, right. he won that one night at Bakersfield, but he hadn't found the handle on either Placerville or Merced. You know, I, I've got to say that when I was watching the the, uh, the King of Thunder 360s, the, the sprint cars running, they had some good cars there. Chase Randall was there. Ryan Timms was there. Tyler Courtney. Tyler Courtney was there. I mean, there was a lot of good guys right there. And, and then you had Carson Macedo as well. Courtney, Courtney was driving the 57 car. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chase Randall, who finished third. Logan Seavey, Dominic Selzy, Tanner Carrick. Yeah, some heavy hitters last night. Yeah, good field of cars there with the 360. Buddy Kofoy did double duty as well. Yeah. Started 16th, ended up 7th. Corey Day, Ryan Timms, he got off to a bad start in that wing sprint car feature. Started outside Man, he front went row. backwards, he didn't he? He went straight backwards. On the first lap, I think he dropped a where, – where did he start? On the front row? Outside front row. I think he, he fell back to as far as fifth at the start of that race. And he ends up tenth. Right. Not Not the race that he was hoping for. No. Yeah. So there, I guess it's the same thing tonight, right? Both wing and non-wing cars. Right. Uh, I would. I would think so. Yeah. That's a good racetrack. Merced, it's a bull ring, but yeah. I thought they they had pretty well prepped, even though it took on just a little bit of rubber there towards the end. I thought we saw some good racing last night. Right. No doubt. Okay. Well, listen. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break real quick here, Todd, and then we'll we'll come back. And hopefully we'll get Kenny Schrader and Kenny Wallace on. We're gonna. This is going to be interesting because we're going to have them both on at the same time, Kirk. Will we be able to get a word in? Push the button and go. Just say go. 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 Kenny just texted back. He said he's raring to go. All right. Good enough. Call no, you soon. That's good. <laughs> We've got one in the can for sure. We know that for sure. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, keep that engine alive. Go harder! 
faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that to build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. Want to thank Kurt for sitting in with us today. Normally sits in with us on Friday, but we're going to be off Thursday and Friday. We're not going to be doing our show. We're you gonna... need a break, don't you? <sighs> 
You've been, you've been doing this every You haven't taken any time off at all this year. Not hardly any. Yeah. When you start doing this in January at the Chili Bowl, you've been, you've been ramming this thing through every day without a break. I know it. So you need a couple of days off. I think I do. I think I do. Yeah. I, I, I just need a, a couple days and um, kind of kick back, take it easy. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Enjoy some great food. Looking forward to it. Eating some good food. That's what it's all about. We're going to, uh, I'm going over and eating with my family on Friday. So we're, you're doing your deal Friday. Yeah, we're doing So what are you going to do Friday. tomorrow? Yeah. All right. Is that uh, Kenny? we got Kenny Schrader right now. And Wallace is supposed to be giving us a call here in quick. All right. Let's, uh, let's bring uh, Ken Schrader on the show right now. Kenny, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, doing real good. Hey, boy, this is a big weekend down in Springfield for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, very excited about it. We've been down there, uh, oh, I guess three or four times for the Turkey Derby, and uh, Jerry does a good job. A lot of cars come out that race. I mean, I think we had an excess of 300 cars last year, and I think everyone likes going to Springfield because as far as the competitors the track's just always good. It's nice and smooth and wide, and right. you can race all over it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you're going to be running an AMOD down there this weekend, right? Well, we're going to we're running AMOD, and we're going to bring MIMOD also. Oh, you're going to run both. You're going to double dip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going we're going to double dip, and uh, you know that way we got chance to tear up twice as much stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, man. And you've been doing this a long time, uh, Kenny. Uh, just talk about. Um, your dirt career and, and what does it mean to you to get out there and race with a lot of these grassroots racers all the time? Well, I mean, you know, I'm just, uh, we're all just grassroots racers. Some of us just had a different job on the weekends. Right. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's all we ever were, uh, was grassroots racer. And we got fortunate that we were able to play with the down South in the NASCAR series for, quite a few years and when that was uh when that was over we just wanted to go right back to it and right you know missouri's got a a lot of good tracks uh the springfield uh, uh town of springfield in that area down there has a yeah. long history of uh, a lot of good good dirt racers that have come out of there and we just like going down there yeah uh, let's uh let's bring on your friend uh kenny wallace he joins us now on the show. Kenny, how you doing? I'm doing great. Just uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving. My my wife loves a big family and a nice get-together. So, uh, yeah. yep, just getting prepared for tomorrow. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier in the show. What What is your favorite uh, portion of the, the Thanksgiving dinner? What is your favorite portion of the, of the dinner? Oh, that's easy. Deviled eggs. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Are you a cranberry guy? Do you like the cranberries? You know, that's funny. Some of the uh, most famous Thanksgiving foods, you know, like cranberry, I, I just really never even pay attention to it. I, I like my deviled eggs. I do like the turkey and, uh, you know, uh, stuffings and mashed potatoes, uh, and I think for dessert, my favorite is uh, pumpkin pie with some whipped cream on it. Oh, wow. 
How about that? Well, I, I'm an apple pie guy. It, 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 it's my favorite thing. And one year when I was a kid, when I was really young, I ate so much cranberry that I got sick. And, and to this day, my family still makes fun of me every time I go for the cranberries. There's nothing wrong with that. that that's legendary. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, Kenny, you, you're going to be uh, driving a, a Hoffman B-Mod this weekend, aren't you, down there in Springfield? Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, Jerry Hoffman has been a longtime friend of Kenny Schrader and myself, and uh, I actually called Jerry up. I said, hey, I said, uh, you know, my, my car is not legal uh, for his racetrack, but uh, I just asked Jerry if he had any cars available, and I think about a month later, something come up. So uh, I'm coming up there to have fun. And, uh, you know, my, my other brother, Kenny Schrader, he races up there a lot and right. makes a trip out of it. And, of course, I was raised in Rolla, Missouri, and uh, spent a lot of time in Springfield. And, you know, West Plains, Fort Leonard Wood, you know, when, when I was a kid growing up, uh, that's where that's where our family was raised. And uh, right. I just really – have a place in my heart for the Ozark region. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess they're going to be running IMCA, USRA, and UMP cars. Now, I, I don't know how they do all that. I don't know how they combine all those cars. But it it's really – there's a big difference in between a UMP car and a USRA car, isn't there? And an IMCA car. Oh, a well, Absolutely. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that brings them together down there is the the tire that they that they dictate down there, which is like the IMCA type tire basically, and it it takes a lot of horsepower advantage away because you just can't you can't get it get that up. power down to the track. So the rule package that Jerry comes up with really is unique, uh, and it works it works good for all three types of cars. Um, and uh, we know they, we've we've seen all different associations win over the course of the the, the history of the race. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is your favorite set of rules? Would it be a USMTS type rule or a USRA rule? Or and I know that UMP is very popular around your area. What what is your favorite brand of modified racing? I'll let both of you speak on that. Well, go ahead, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I, you know, to, to me, uh, I'm I've already I'm already passed the real expensive race cars. <laughs> right. I uh, I enjoy good competition, and it doesn't mean you got to spend a lot of money to compete. Uh, you know, I guess the best example is is uh, I, I went to Des Moines, Iowa, a battle at the barn. It was a go kart race. And there was about 30 of the real expensive ones and about 300 of what we call the box stock Hondas. And, and you know, we, we see that the B-Mods and, you know, the IMCA modified specifically that, that Kenny runs, uh, I think they're fantastic race cars. So, I, you know, I, I believe USMTS is a wonderful series. Uh, you have to have the series that, you know, the, the cars, you know, cost a little bit more, but... You know, it really doesn't matter to me. I just enjoy racing. Yeah. How about you, Kenny? I'd, I'd have to agree with Kenny. 
uh, 100%. We, uh, we wound up running a little more IMCA in the last couple of years just because we still our our travels have taken us kind of from coast to coast still and it's easier to find places that run the IMCA rules but you know there's there's places where IMCA is real strong uh where we're at you know we're in the heart of UMP country uh USRA has their hot spots uh you know the modified the actual until you start bolting the engine in Right. The actual, everything else costs about the same no matter where you're running. Right. You know, I, I, I've said this many times on my show over the years, that the, the USMTS cars, and, and I don't want to throw names out there, but I will. But, you know, these MB Custom type cars, they're, they're, the rollers are $35,000. It's getting just a little bit too much. And we kind of see a... a, a a little bit of a kickback, and we're starting to see low car counts. Our home track here is Lakeside Speedway, and we get 12, 13 cars, A-mods, when they race out at, at Lakeside Speedway. Do, do you feel that the cost of modified racing is getting a little out of hand? Kenny, yep, definitely. I guess I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I always, I always listen to my dear friend and brother, Kenny Schrader, and, and I know what Kenny's going to say, and he taught me a lot. You know, the cost has been rising in racing since the day I started. I remember when my dad raced, and he would say, boy, if we could just afford a set of pistons that Larry Phillips has. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that's the way it's been ever since I've been a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, now inflation has hit home where, you know, we used to pay $60, $80 for four bait, you know, piece of aluminum sheet metal, and right. now we're in the hundreds. Uh, I, I think IMCA does the best at taming that, but even an IMCA car, uh, you know, er, everything just raises a little bit. Right. And and then, you know, we, we see that, you know, I hate to say it, I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but that, that 602, that 604 crate motor, yep. in my opinion, it has saved our sport, and uh, I'm thankful that that motor's around. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Kenny? Uh, just, just, you know, the, the difference between that uh, uh, MB Custom and, and different brands, and when you said USMTS, well, a lot of that is, is shocks and stuff, right. uh, you know, which are a little more limited on the IMCA deal, but... Uh, that that part, the the basic part you're buying, it doesn't make any difference. Which mm. you know, if the UMP, USRA, uh, or IMCA, that that part's basically the same amount of money, and it just makes a difference on the engine and the shocks and the stuff. But uh, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, and that's why you know the modified was a cheap class. It was brought in however many years ago, uh, uh, IMCA, and now we see the B mods so yeah. much more popular yeah. because engines, engine costs and everything, even though B mod doesn't cost a lot less than an IMCA modified, but it's still, it's just uh, our sport beings we're all competitors. Right. Every so often we just have to have a reset because uh, we price ourselves out of business. 
You know, uh, you bring up Larry the Legend, and I, I, I've got to bring it up. Uh, you know, I just don't understand how he's not in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I just don't get it. You know, he, he they changed the rules because of Larry winning so much at Lakeside and I-70 Speedway back in the day when he was winning his championships. Um, it, it, it's kind of hard to get my head around him not being in the Hall of Fame. What do you guys think about that? Well, he will. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kenny. Well, he w- he will be. It's just you know they only put in whatever it is four or five people a year, right? And he hasn't got in yet. There's a lot, you know. And Larry Phillips, you know, is was huge in you know in our in our minds. I mean, he was huge. He won races from coast to coast, uh, but a lot of other people did too. He will be in there, and he's very deserving, and, and he'll be in there. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, and, and I, I would add one more thing. Uh, you know, when they have the NASCAR Hall of Fame, they, you know, they get a group of people, and those people vote. A lot of media members, handful of race car drivers, people that are in the industry, you know, of auto racing. And, uh, right. You know, I've always had the theory that a lot of it, a lot of those media members are made up of the, of the Northeast region. And, and I believe that's why you saw cook and, you know, uh, Richie Evans get in so quick. Right. Uh, but I agree with Kenny Schrader. He's going to get in with, you know, I, you know, I wish, I wish that they would, uh, you know, just look at what Richie Evans has done. You know, he did his deal regionally and then he went down to, you know, Florida in the winter and then, you know, the, the same, like Kenny Schrader just said, the same with Larry Phillips. You know, Larry did his deal regionally. And then to me, they both mirror each other. They both raced for a living when people thought there's no way you could race for a living. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, I think we're both on the same page. The only thing I would add is that I just feel like, you know, like anything, uh, the Northeast is incredibly popular for media members. And I think that they rule not just racing, but all sports. So, uh, yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see the Midwest or, you know, the rest of the United States represented a little bit more strongly with media. You know, it, it, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. You know, I'm, listen, I know that you guys are from St. Louis and, and that surrounding area there, but I'm a Chiefs fan. And, you know, I, I get rubbed a little bit when the national media – uh, they they talk about Patrick Mahomes a little bit, but they don't really talk about the teams that are in the Midwest, and that kind of rubs me a little bit raw. Does it bother you a little bit, Kenny, that they don't talk about some of your favorite sport teams in, in a, a favorable light? Well, that's a, that's a you question, Kenny, because I don't I, I only know about racing. Kenny Wallace is the <laughs> guy that I have to make – make a call to to find out what else is going on right <laughs> right so so kenny schrader and rusty wallace are two peas in a pod they both they both say the same thing rusty would have fun with with uh you know football and he, he you know their their quarters in you know first quarter second quarter so right. rusty would say one inning are we in i'm like stop it <laughs> right um yes yes i'm more in tune to that and um it, it is true it is true, you know, even, uh, you know, we had the great Jack Buck 
you know, the voice of the Cardinals and, yep. and the voice of Monday Night Football back in the CBS days. And Joe Buck, his son, who is now, you know, a legend in every Hall of Fame there is, he is from St. Louis. So Joe Buck is from St. Louis. And Joe says it best. We are the biggest, smallest city in America. Yeah. And, you know, they call us a flyover state. Uh, I guess that means, you know, who wants to land in Missouri? But, you know, I, I love St. Louis. I know Kenny Schrader loves St. Louis. And uh, it, there is no doubt, but, it, you know, it's just, you know, listen, the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, they have some of the biggest audience, you know, in, in America. Right. And that's the only reason we're able to compete. And I even believe the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the fans show up. And, and you know, listen, let, let's be honest. Kansas City's not a real big town. No, it's not. Uh, but they sure do show up on a national presence because of everybody loving the, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's it's almost equal to, you know, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Green Bay is not much bigger than Arnold, Missouri. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but right? the fans really show up. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, let me let me ask you this: as a, a Cardinal fan, when you guys lost your football team. How big a blow was that to you personally? It was a big blow to our town because St. Louis got put on the map for a couple reasons, you know, and I don't want to answer for Kenny Schrader, but this is me. You know, St. Louis got put on the map because of the mighty Mississippi River, the gateway to the west, the arch. Right. Uh, And let's be honest, the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, uh, whether you like the Cardinals or not, you know, KMOX Radio, help make them famous. I know a lot of people from Iowa and Arkansas. They're, they're Cardinal fans because you could get KMOX radio. But when we lost the Rams, it was a blow to our city because, you know, Stan Cranky, and I call him Cranky, it's Cronky. Right. You know, he, he bragged that, oh, I'm Stan, named after Stan the Man Usual. But then underneath his breath, you know, he said that St. Louis could not handle three sports teams. Well, obviously, if you go 0-16, you know, you're not going to get many people. And, you know, when the Rams came into town and showed up, we sold every venue out. But, uh, yes, it it hurt our town. Thank God we had Anheuser-Busch, who, you know, spent a lot of money in our area and bailed a lot of, you know, sports out. And now we got Enterprise. Uh, rental cars. Enterprise uh, rental cars is now picking up where Anheuser-Busch has left off, and they they spent all the money on this soccer stadium. Right. And uh, thank God that you know St. Louis has got a lot of old money in it. There is a lot of money in St. Louis, and that shows up, you know, with these big companies right. that are kind of flying under the radar here. Yeah, no doubt. Um, this weekend, it's Turkey Bowl 16 down at Springfield Raceway. Uh, Kenny Schrader and Kenny Wallace will both be racing down there. They're going to start a little bit early this week. They're going to hot laps are going to start at 3:15. Racing's going to start at 3:45. I think that's a good idea with the the chilly weather that's going to be out there this weekend. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, that'll be. You know, Jerry always does a good job of running the show off anyway. That uh, up here we have been home, we have been home uh, at midnight from one of Jerry's shows before, and that's that's over a three hour drive. So that'll that'll really make it good. 
Yeah. Let me let me ask you both as promoters, um, where are we at in in the world of promoting races right now? Are are we in a fragile area when it comes to promoting races? In because we see a, tracks like Devil's Bowl Speedway, they've sold their racetrack, Grandview up in PA, I eighty up there in Greenwood, Nebraska, um, and, and we see Little Rock, um, I thirty Speedway going away. Um, where are we at when it comes to racing? And you guys would speak better than anybody else about where we're at as promoters. Can you give me a little insight on what your thoughts are on it? That would be Kenny Schrader. He owns mm-hmm. I-55 Raceway, one of the most famous racetracks in America. <laughs> I'm right. listening. Well, tell me what part of our country isn't in a fragile state right now. That's true. Very okay, true. so, and that's when, you know, people look at grandstands, uh, automobile racing, local tracks, anything, you know, everything is a challenge right now. Uh, as far as a lot of the tracks that closed up, I'm, I'm happy for them because it was the family's decision to sell the property and get a little nest egg instead of right. keep beating your head against the wall. Uh, yes, we have plenty of challenges, just like every other business in our country does right now. I mean, our, not just business, you know, every every household has challenges now. So uh, a lot of the places, you know, it, it's like years ago when, when the thing with NASCAR left these racetracks they left rockingham they left north wilkesboro they never left those tracks the people that owned those tracks decided it was a good time for them to get out of the business right so you know i mean some tracks are are just gonna go away you can't have a restaurant with bad food and bad service and and dirty and be successful and it's the same with the i mean any business and racetracks included now a lot of them that closed, you know, it was great for them because property value uh, was just, it was just time for them to do something else. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Kenny Wallace, I, I want to talk to you. You won a, quite a few races this year. You had a pretty good season, didn't you? Well, you know, um I, I, uh, how do I say this? You know, so for years, I was traveling around America doing a lot of appearances. You know, uh, I would be in, I'd be in Hibbing, Minnesota, or I'd be in uh, Kinross, Michigan, or out in Wyoming. And I had a good time driving other people's cars, signing autographs, you know, and Kenny Schrader and myself would do this. Right. But, but this year, you know, I, I felt my body. Listen, I've had cortisone shots in my knees. I've got two torn tendons. Uh, you know, uh, my body's starting to tear up on me a little bit. So right. I decided to focus on my race car in 2022. And it was it was calculated. I mean, I, I, I decided that I was going to quit getting on those commercial airplanes and quit traveling around America because it was – you know, I mean, I don't like going to the airport. It's it's a lot of people climbing all over each other. Right. And when I was young, it was a lot of fun. But I don't find great joy in traveling anymore. It's a lot. 
So I, I woke up every morning, and I was just really focused on my race car. And the other goal that I had was to race at Kenny Schrader's I-55 Raceway. Now, the locals have had enough of it because they've raced there their whole lives. Right. But to me, you know, Kenny Schrader and Ray Mahler's I-55 Raceway, it, it, it was big, it's bigger than life for me. Yeah. So this year, I wanted to run there every Saturday night, and I wanted to see what it was like because I never grew up racing local. So 2022, I spent my time every day seeing what it was like. And, uh, you know, listen, the results were, you know, really good. They, they weren't, you know, like Larry Phillips or Terry Phillips, but I'm proud of them. And, uh, you know, at my age, I think I, I rank pretty good in class. I'm 59 years old. Right. You know, I'm, you know, me and Kenny Schrader grew up doing this and, and this, and, you know, I, uh, I take a lot of pride in my race car and I like to be competitive. Yeah. So, uh, it was a good year because I focused on my equipment. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Thanks so much for taking the time. It's Turkey Bowl 16. It starts, hot lap start at 3 o'clock, and uh, racing's going to start at 3.45. Get down there. They're going to have a lot of cars. going to be a lot of people down there. And there's a lot of people are going to be down there to see Kenny Schrader and Kenny Wallace. We appreciate you guys taking the time to join us on the show. Thanks for having us on. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. There you have it. Uh, Kenny Wallace and Ken Schrader. That was pretty good right there, wasn't it, Kirk? Oh, Kirk's mic. And Kenny uh, Schrader is a uh, Carb Hall of Famer. He went into the Carb Hall of Fame. Oh, I should have brought that last up. Last March. Yeah. Well, you talked to him about it right after he went in. Yeah. And uh, Kenny Wallace, he's uh, he's a fun guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the Postman, Steve Post, is going to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. 
Spirit Specialty Sportswear in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer. Kirk Elliott sitting in with us. It's Wednesday, but we're not going to be on the air Thursday and Friday. We're going to take off. We will be on the air Saturday, though, right, Kirk? Yes, sir. 8 a.m. Central Time, as usual. Yeah. Can't, can't blow off the whole weekend. No, there's still a lot of racing going on. A lot of racing going on. And joining us now on the show, he joins us every Wednesday. His appearance is brought to you by Sage Fruit. The Postman, Steve Post, joins us now on the show. Steve, how you doing? I am fantastic. Uh, enjoyed listening to the Kennys, Kenny Schrader and Kenny Wallace there on the on the program. Those two, uh, what, what great guys both of them are. Good stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. That uh, That's uh, good stuff. You know, that they have a pulse on what's going on in the modified world. And it's always good to get somebody like that on and talk about the cost of motorsports and promoting races right now. Steve, you and I, we talk about promoting races all the time. It, it, it's such a tough business right now. Um, I was a little set back by what Kenny Schrader said. 
how he was happy for some of the people that sold some of the racetracks. Weren't you a little set back by that a little bit, Kurt? No, no. I mean, they, they, they're, they're, they're making it right, Steve. I mean, they're making a lot of money and they, they found the payoff at the end of the day. I think that's what Ken was talking about. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was taken back when he said that. So I'm with, I'm with you, Scott, on it. But when you think of the individuals, when you, when you think about it, if you're Tracy Clay, you right. know, if you think about it, if, um, you know, if you're the Edwards family, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they've, and, and, and Ken did say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm selfishly thinking of it as a racing guy. And right. so when he said that, I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't know that I agree with you on that. As right. a racing person, we, we losing these racetracks. But then he said, you know, for the individual, so for Tracy Clay, for her and her family, for, for the Edwards family, uh, the, the Grandview thing has fallen through. Grandview is going to be back racing, but right. that was the Rogers right. family. So for those families, and, and then he qualified it a little bit, which made me feel a little bit better. He said they're able to cash in versus beating their head against the wall. Right. Well, the beating the head against the wall is the job of a promoter these days. And so I, when he initially said it, Scott, I'm with you. I was taken back. But then as I think about it, for the individuals involved, you know, I mean, it's their, it, it's their piece of dirt. And, and, and they do what they want with it. And, uh, boy, promoting racing in 2022, 2023 is a big old exercise and banging your head against the wall. So I guess, I guess from that perspective, I understand what Kenny was saying. Well, when – a racetrack has offered millions and millions of dollars. It's yeah. hard to turn down. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you know, look at look at the 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 track that you and I are both familiar with. Well, a couple of them, but look at the location of uh, of Little Rock of I thirty. Right. I mean, it was just a matter of time. Yeah. You know, I mean, and the, the bottom line of it is. Is that uh, is, is is Tracy or whoever that would that would buy it as a racetrack? Are they ever going to make that kind of money as a racetrack? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and you get to the stage where it's like so. So when you look at it, whether it's the Edwards family or for 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 Tracy Clay or anyone, I, I think what Ken was like was thinking was happy for them individually, good for them. You know, they had a piece of dirt. They turned it into something. They're no longer going to have to worry about the weather every Saturday night. Right. And then and, and this one getting on social media and pissing and moaning about the cheeseburgers not being the right temperature <laughs> and everything else. So I'm happy for the individuals. But uh, but the bottom line is, is some of these hunks of property are just become so valuable, far more right. valuable than uh, I have one right. I'm up in uh, I'm up in Pennsylvania and my, my home track, which is about eight miles from where I'm sitting right now, five mile point speedway, the place just become much more valuable as a uh, as an industrial park than it was as a racetrack. And, the, and Andrew Harpel, the Harpel family, he decided he was done banging his head against the wall and he was going to cash a check, and he did. Yeah. Did you watch Merced last night? Did you see Carson Macedo pick up his first uh, USAC midget win? I did not watch it last night, but I did watch the seven or eight minute highlight video this morning. And boy, did he gas that thing up top when everyone else was kind of moving around everywhere. Right. And he put that thing up top and he went and, um, you know, what a, what a great job he did. You know, once, once he, once he showed his hand, you know, everybody was, everybody was up there at the top rim riding as well, but they were all behind him. He did a Carson did a really nice job and I was shocked. 
that that was his first USAC national win. I mean, he's a, he was a former rookie of the year. The, the kid has wanted everything. Right. Um, I was surprised when I was when I was learning that that, that was his first USAC national midget win. But uh, as he said in victory lane, he checked it off the box now. It's something he's always wanted to do. And uh, what better place to do it out in California, where all of his family is around? His brother was racing. Um, what a what a neat neat time. He won the, won the 360 race as well. So uh, Carson Macedo, man, what a what a wheel man, what a talent he is, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And and he picked up uh, back-to-back wins. He won in the uh, the uh, the wing 360 sprint cars. They had the King of the Thunder 360s out there last night, and he won in the sprint car as well. That That's a pretty good night for him. Yeah, and that was a loaded-up sprint car field. Oh, it I mean, was. That, 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 those, those, the, that lineup of cars out there uh, in the sprint car world was impressive. And, the, yeah, and the, you know, so... Um, he, uh, he had, he had a good night. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, we sit here and we, we talk about it. We, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show that do you feel that some of the drivers that are going to race the chili bowl feel like they have a little more confidence going in, knowing that Kyle Larson's not going to be there. Do you feel like some of the drivers feel like they have a better chance knowing that Kyle's not going to be there? Well, I, I think I think if you if you break it down just from a simple mathematical equation, yeah. Now, what percentage I don't know, you right. know, because because Christopher Bell, I believe, is still going to be there, yeah. And 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 Tanner Thorson will will show up in something. He'll be there. So a lot of the a lot of the mainstays will still be there. But it but it is Scott. It is going to be interesting to see. I, so to answer your question, yes, I think they do because it's one less guy they have to worry about. So right. I think that they do have a better feeling of confidence. I am going to be fascinated to see what the car count is this year. And and I don't know if I believe the car count is going to be less, the, the, the Larson effect where others are going to say, yeah, Kyle's right. I'm sick of dragging my car out there all week long and I'm not going. Or I'm not sure it's going to be like, well, Larson's not going. Let's all go. And it's going to be more. So the, the Larson impact to me is going to be interesting to see uh, what that does to the Chili Bowl car count. And I don't have a good read if it's going to go one way or the other. Yeah. Let, let, let me ask you this, Steve. Is it the money or is it the driller that people are after? Well, it's the – this is where and, – and, and far – I – Disagree with Kyle Larson is not a phrase that I that I'm comfortable saying. Right. Okay. Right. But it, it's the driller. I, I think it's the driller, but I think there is a principle of it that some people like Kyle Larson uh, and and others have said it. He's not the first one that said this. You know. In right. fact, it's a topic every year right. when we go out there. That that it, it sure would be nice if the thing paid a little bit more money. Now, I don't get in it's, – it's none of my business what the bills are there. I cannot imagine what renting that building costs and everything else. I cannot imagine also what all of the pit pass and parking brings in. And, 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 and there's just – a lot of that is, is Emmett Hahn's business and Emmett Hahn's business only. So I don't get into it as far as that goes. Right. I, I think it seems like to me that the race could pay a little bit more, but I think it also seems like to me is that golden driller is the big prize, not the ten thousand dollars or or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars if they were to bump it up. I'm not sure it matters, and I think that driller is really what everyone is there for. 
And, um, you know, I just think that uh, – and, and, and the other thing is it's just the social aspect of it as well. I mean, it's, it's – Scott, you know, you go there. It's a reunion. It's yeah. – it's, we, you know, the open wheel, the, 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 the sprint car open wheel world, we get to see each other every year at Tulsa, and we get to see each other every year in Knoxville in August. You know, I mean, and yeah, you run into this one here and you run into that one here and I'll fly here and do something and see this group. But the bottom line of it is, is that that reunion factor, I think, is, is, is big as well. And then to, and, and to come out of that reunion with a driller to me is still the big prize. You know, there's Knoxville, the Chili Bowl, and then there's the PRI show. They're all three yeah. are social events. No doubt, no doubt, yeah. and I look forward to it. I'm, uh, I'm actually working uh, the racing electronics booth up at the PRI and lining up drivers' interviews and doing a bunch of things there. And but, but we also build a lot of time into it where I can go walk the aisles and catch up with people, and we can, you know, we're just the 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 fear was when we started this, and in, in talking with folks at racing electronics is we don't want to just be locked down, just do interview after interview after interview for eight hours a day. You could do that there. There's that many people that you could do that there. So what we're doing is we're blocking it. We're doing an hour and a half in the morning, and then we're taking an hour and a half off. And then we're a couple hours in the afternoon so that that way there is the social aspect of it because it is uh, it is uh, the, the, the PRI show from the, from the industry perspective is, is just one of my favorite weekends. You just get to catch up with other people and have a good time. And it won't be long. We'll be, it won't be long. A week, week and a half or two weeks from today, actually, I think it is. Two weeks right. from today, yeah. I'll be uh, two weeks from now, actually, be sitting in Indianapolis. So it'll be great. Yeah. So what did you think about Keith Kuhn surpassing Steve Lewis for the all-time midget wins? Uh, 134 wins, 135 now. Um, what what do you th- what's your thoughts about that? Well, it, you, you saw it coming, you right. know. So I mean, it was not like a shocker. Right. But when you think about it, and what an iconic owner Steve Lewis had, was in the sport, and and when you think about when you think about Steve Lewis, you think about those drivers and where he propelled those drivers to. And, and honestly, Keith Coons is in the same mold as that. You know, I mean, the, the young talent that went through Steve's place, Steve Lewis's place, and the young talent that's going through Keith's place is an impressive, you know, it's, it's an A-main at the Chili Bowl that have gone through both of those places. You know, I mean, it's a, it's an impressive group. So it, I don't know that it was a shocker, but it, it it's one of those things where it's kind of like, man, um, you know that 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 is that is high watermark for Keith Coons and and uh, really 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 good. It shows to his sticking power, his staying power, you know. And and, and Keith puts out a good team. You know, he, he you know, obviously that's the understatement of 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 that I've, that I've probably ever made here. He puts out some good good race cars, but to to finally surpass that and 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 put himself at the top of the pile is. Uh, well, well deserved for Keith and and, uh, and and Pete and everybody over there at his operation. They uh, they're uh, they're they're a bunch of hardcore racers, that's for sure. Uh, Castro Neves is uh, is there's there's some rumors running around that he might want to run NASCAR. What do you what are you hearing there, Steve? I heard the same thing just today. As a matter of fact, I was just read about that. And hey, come on, get a ride. Let's go. You know, I mean, I I am one of those. I am one of these. I thought one of the coolest eras in NASCAR was when Juan Pablo Montoya was here. 
No you know, I just I just thought that that was the neatest thing in the world to to watch him adapt. And so Elio wants to come. Come on, the 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 water is warm. Get yourself a car. Get yourself a ride, and and, and let's do this thing. I think it's a fascinating time because I think that with the with the common car, you know, maybe maybe it's something that they have a little bit better chance at doing well in. You know, I mean, I just think that uh, I, I think you know when you look at the opportunities and and you know you 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 look at the the, the various opportunities out there and um, you know and 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 then also the other thing with NASCAR is the the volume of road course races now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I, I think it's very appealing to these guys and and I love it. Now I don't know I don't know where these seats are coming from. I don't know where these rides right. are coming from. Right. And I don't. I mean, there's there's a bunch of guys there that I don't want to see get booted out as well. But I just I love the fact that that the the, the NASCAR world um, I, I thought I thought at Watkins Glen when Kimi Räikkönen was there I thought that was awesome and, and I'm and I'm the one media member that was not drooling all over him I I could I he was fine I interviewed him twice over the course of the weekend and he was wonderful he was a good interview he was a good guy uh, he was fine. Uh, I wasn't drooling all over him because he was a Formula One champion. I just think when you have Formula One people or IndyCar champions that want to come to your discipline of racing, I think that's a good day. And let's let's figure a way if we can we can find a seat for him. Let's let's pop him in some of these cars and see how he can fare. Yeah, um, some new rumor going running around is is that Brad Keselowski's going to run the Snowball Derby. That's going to be pretty cool, isn't it? We we are at Scott. We are at such a neat neat spot. We just truly are, and and Scott, you 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 you're you're one of you and I. There's there's some of us that there are some people out there that are strictly dirt track people, and there are some people out there that are strictly asphalt people. You know, I mean, in, mm-hmm. in the short track love, right. and, and it's great. I love it all. But we have lived through the last three years of the dirt track world, where Kyle, the Kyle Larson impact. You know, and, and it was bolstered by the fact that he got booted out of NASCAR for a while. Right. But the Kyle Larson impact, 2019, 2020, when he ran all those races, did 2021, 2022, and then, and then his move to late models, Kyle Larson has done wonders for dirt track racing. Mm-hmm. We are starting to see this on the asphalt side. Dale Earnhardt Jr., he ran the race at North Wilkesboro, and I was down at Florence Motor Speedway on Saturday night when he ran a second late-model stock race. That late-model stock world is, and, and, and it goes back beyond, it goes beyond Dale Jr., this starts with Josh Berry. Josh Berry coming from that world to, to Xfinity Series stardom and success in Xfinity Series, that world is is burgeoning. So when you look at the Snowball Derby and when you look at the history of it with guys like Chase Elliott and Eric Jones, that you have a a, a, a a champion like Brad Keselowski saying, you know what, let me have a dish of that. Let me right. try that. And he ran, he ran a super late model race up in New England. Uh, earlier this year, and it's obviously he got he's obviously got the taste for it, and I just think that I, I just think it's really really good. The Snowball Derby is a fantastic event. I was at it a couple of years ago. Time Majeski won the year I was there, and it's one of those that I'll get back to in another year or two. It's I, I just I love that event and the fact that Brad Keselowski 
uh, adds his name to the credibility of it. Uh, just to me means it's, it's, it's just great stuff for the Snowball Derby. Great for super late model racing. There seems to be some, some movement there toward a little bit of uh, unification, if you will. And, um, and, and we'll see. But you're never going to hurt when a guy like Brad Keselowski says, hey, I want to come run your race. Hey, Steve, I heard you bring up uh, the Florence Motor Speedway on Saturday night. Brendan Queen, the big winner, the pride of Langley Speedway, gets it done. What's your big takeaway from the weekend? Well, I'm a big takeaway. There's a couple big takeaways. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. can sell some tickets. Uh, I believe right. that at 2.30, <laughs> they had to shut the ticket office down and start turning people away um, for a 7.30 start race. Um, so that's one of my takeaways. Uh, Florence Motor Speedway is just a phenomenal old worn-out racetrack where you can burn your tires off that car, even being conservative, and that puts the race into into limbo, into jeopardy. It was chaos at the end, and at the end of it, you had uh, you had uh, you you had guys took care of themselves. Justin Cox got spun out by Dale Earnhardt Jr which sent junior to the back of the field. We, you know, Sam Yarborough and Mason Diaz, you had four cars that looked like they were better than everybody else. Uh, Sam Yarborough, Matt Cox, Mason Diaz, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. They looked like they had the four best cars between getting taken out or taking each other out or getting penalized. They all took care of themselves and you end up with just two of the young rock stars in the sport. Carson Quaffle driving for Dale Earnhardt Jr., yep. the Cars Tour champion, and Brandon Butterbean Queen, the Langley Speedway champion. You had those two mixing it up for the final 11 laps with Queen getting the win. What I really bring out of this one is Brandon Queen. There's, there's a guy down here in the Carolinas, a guy by the name of Lee Pulliam. And Lee Pulliam is a former national champ, and Lee has – one of the premier development programs in late model stock racing. Junior Motorsports is one. Lee Polium is another. Uh, um, not Matt McCall. Lee McCall is another one. There are some of these good teams. That was Brendan Queen. That was Butterbean's first ride with Lee Polium. They're going to run next year a bunch together. And to go out in your first ride and get one of the crown jewel race wins was exceptional and and Butterbean, this kid is just this this kid is just a fun kid he is just uh, there, there's there's not a person dale Earnhardt jr up in north wilkesboro said he one of the highlights was having a beer with Butterbean. <laughs> you know this kid is just a happy-go-lucky kid that can wheel a race car and for him to get that big win that's my big takeaway out of that but there was there was so many layers of uh of of, of that night it was it was it, it, there was some controversial calls. There right. was a late start. There was a huge crowd. It was cold. Dale Earnhardt Jr. got black flagged not once but twice. twice. Went to the back. Still came back to finish ninth. I mean, it was there. There was a lot to say grace over by the time we got done with that meal. Junior was being a little aggressive, wasn't he? A little, yeah. Here's this is this is where I I love this. I absolutely love this. Okay. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was being aggressive. He got into Matt Cox and sent him around, and then he got into Landon Pebbleton and sent him around. And this track, when you're involved with an accident like that, you go to the back as well. Right. Social media is burning down, burning up, burning <laughs> over, burning sideways. Right. How dare they penalize Dale Earnhardt Jr.? How right. dare they penalize Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Jr. gets out of the car and says, man. I drove like an ass there. I'm so sorry for everybody. This, it was terrible. If, if Josh Berry was in that car, he'd have won the race. I ran into this guy, ran into that guy. I did. I, I, he, he talked a lot. He talked in a podcast yesterday. He talked about racecraft. 
And he said in the last 20 laps of that race, uh, that race, his racecraft went right out the window and he, and he wrecked two cars. So while a lot of the world was all, a lot of the world was all poor junior, poor junior, junior's like, no, I wrecked racers. If that, if those are the rules you're putting in the back, if you're consistent with it, put me to the back. And he did. And, and he rallied back and had a, a ninth place finish. But I, I just thought it, it was wild when they first time they put him back. You you just like, holy cow, I can't, you know, because you, you're expecting at that time, you're expecting no call to be made. Right. You know, and when they made the call, you're like, whoa. And the second time was a second time was far more egregious. I mean, he just went down in there, car washed up. He chased up the racetrack and right into the side of Pendleton. I mean, the the first one you could you could maybe contribute a little bit to hard racing. The second one, Junior just lost control of the car and took him out. And then by the second time he gets put to the back, you're like, I cannot believe I've seen. I probably have seen. I've seen Dale Junior penalized more tonight than in his entire career. Crazy stuff. And Dale Jr. knew exactly what he was doing. He created more buzz, and he knows it, and more talk about next year. He did more to promote that event for the future, and he knows it. Right. Yeah, you're you're right about that, Kirk. And and this is where I think late model stock racing is poised to really have a run. Now, this is a very regional sport. You're you're not going to see them out there in your part of the country. This right. is South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, and Eastern Tennessee. This is very regional, but I think this is a portion of the racing world that when we look back three years from now, this place this place is going to be significantly better than it is now. And it's because of all of the attention on it. And it's just darn good racing. I've done, I do the pay-per-view with, uh, with a guy named Tony Stevens on the cars tour, pit road TV. I do pay-per-view, you know, I fill in when, uh, when, when I'm off and they need someone to fill in. So I, this year I only did one or two races last year. I did five or six of those cars tour races. We do the late model stock race up at Martinsville with MRN. This racing is really, really good. And now that Dale Earnhardt Jr. is focusing attention, people are coming away with saying, you know what, that racing is really, really good. And I think that uh, I, I think that's a good thing for this uh, segment of the sport, for sure. You know, I really enjoy uh, late model racing on pavement. I, I, I really enjoy it a lot. But, Steve, let me ask you, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? Are you going to spend some time well, with your kids? I'm, I'm here in Pennsylvania, so I'm going to spend it at my brother and my uh, brother and sister-in-law's and uh, my nephew's place. We're going to do that. And uh, just literally chilling out. Going to go Black Friday shopping with my daughters on on Thursday, on Friday. Going to do that. Saturday, going to jump in the car and head back home because Sunday I'm actually on the pay-per-view broadcast, Southern National Motorsport Park. They've got a late model stock race that pays $50,000 to win oh, wow. on Sunday afternoon down there in the eastern part of North Carolina. So I'm going to enjoy the Thanksgiving, all the festivities, all the food, all the frivolity. Saturday I'm going to hustle back, and uh, Sunday I'm going to put the headset back on and, and, and call a good late model stock race down in uh, Kenley, North Carolina. What's your favorite meal, or your favorite item on Thanksgiving Day? What is your favorite food to eat? The the combination turkey dressing gravy, just oh. put it all, just put it all there. You, in fact, I, I like it all. I mean, I love potatoes. I, I really like almost everything on the Thanksgiving thing. But I would not be disappointed if you gave me a big old plate of turkey with dressing on top of it and gravy over that. Mm. You could fill a plate with that, and I would be perfectly content eating it. So it's the combination. The turkey gravy stuffing, to me, is the combination that I like. Do you like cranberries? 
No, no. I, I'll, uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, interesting because I've actually I've actually drank a, a lot of more cranberry juice in the last couple of years. But no, I'm not big on cranberries. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, again, uh, Steve's uh, appearance is brought to you by Sage Fruit. We want to thank those guys for allowing Steve to come over and be a part of the show. Steve, have a good weekend. Enjoy some time with your family. Don't work too hard on Sunday, and, and just have a good weekend for you. All right? You too, Scott. You enjoy a couple of days off. I know you've been working hard on this, so I'm glad you're taking a few days off to kind of R&R and, uh, and, and, and enjoy a little downtime as well. And we'll look, look forward to catching back up next week with everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you, Postman. You got it. Thanks, Kirk. You too. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, boys. All right. There you have it, Steve Post, the Postman. And um, we also want to remind everybody about uh, the Corvette. Kirk, Elliot, and myself are going to buy some tickets, and we're going to try to win this 2023 Z06 Corvette. It's a Z07 performance package. It's pearl white metallic and tri-coat color. It's got all the whistles and bells on it, folks. It's got the big tires. It's got the big brakes. It's got the aero package on it. This is the Z07 Performance Package. You can buy the raffle tickets at winaz06corvette.com. Winaz06corvette.com. I'm telling you, folks, this is a race car that is street legal. It makes 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. It goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic. And I hope that I win it. How about you, Kurt? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That would be great. Hey, also, yeah. uh, if you uh, put in the promo code TURKEY20 when you go to buy those tickets... Uh, you get twenty percent more tickets. You can you can also use the promo code promo twenty as well. Yeah, promo twenty that gets you twenty percent more tickets. And don't forget the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, folks. They're only closed on the national holidays like Christmas, Thanksgiving. So get up there, buy you some raffle tickets for this twenty twenty three. Um, Corvette. Again, you can buy those raffle tickets at winaz06corvette.com. And while you're there, if you're up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, you can also buy raffle tickets for the 2022 X chassis sprint car. It's a complete race-ready 410 sprint car. And folks, they're going to give you another $25,000 to help pay for the taxes as well. You can buy the raffle tickets at SprintCarRaffle.com. That's SprintCarRaffle.com. They're going to be giving this car away Friday, December 16th. Did we buy any tickets for this? Uh, if not, we'll uh, we'll make it happen. We're going to buy some. We'll make it happen. That, that's I a like big... to buy my tickets at the last second, don't yeah. you, Kurt? Uh, that is a big day on the 16th of December. Not only will they be drawing for the Sprint Car but they'll be announcing the 2023 class of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame that day. Oh, that's true, right? Yeah. And if you want to do it online, you can do it at SprintCarRaffle.com. That's SprintCarRaffle.com. And uh, if you don't like to give your information over the uh, the internets, 
you can always give them a call at 641-842-6176. That's 641-842-6176. Kirk, you looking forward to Thanksgiving tomorrow? Yeah, I always look forward to Thanksgiving. As I told you earlier in the show, it is my favorite holiday. Todd? And uh, I, uh, I, I just love Thanksgiving Day. Me too. What are you What are you going to do, Todd? Um, Where, um, who are you going to hang out with? Your family at your house? My daughter should be coming home either late tonight or tomorrow, and then uh, she'll stay the night a few days. And got all the family coming over, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun time had by all. It'll be a little. I'm already stopping to buy groceries and stuff on the way home today, so that my wife don't have to run into two different stores. So I'm 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 going a little grocery shopping here on the way home. So. And I think you agree with me. It's also a great sports weekend, it isn't is. it? Well, we got great, three games. Great football, basketball, all it's kinds of stuff. It's going to be a good weekend on. for, and you know, three really good football games actually this this week too on NFL. So I think it'll be. Are a, the Chiefs going to win? Chiefs will have. I think Chiefs will be all right this week. I think actually. they'll be all right. I think yeah. they're going to be all right this week. But you know, you never know. Well, no, there's always lookover games and lookover games. NFL is. Is is not an easy league, man. You you miss one play and that can cost you the game. So right. it's like, but uh, hey, I just want to say, tell Caleb thank you for the kind words there yep. in the in the comment section. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, man, everybody have a a great Thanksgiving. It was cool to have Kenny Wallace and Kenny Schrader on the same time. I tell you, if you guys missed that interview, if you came in part of it, well, sat, Saturday, Saturday morning, we'll we're going to try to play that whole part of that show on uh, Track Talk. So we might have to cut a couple minutes. Might out have of to it. cut some of the tur- we we'll might cut some of the Thanksgiving's talk out. And that way, it doesn't seem because it'll, it'll be, be dated by then. It'll be right? dated. Thanks, yeah. The Thanksgiving <laughs> talk. Everybody will have already had their turkey yeah, dinner. That's, that's right. true. That's so true. everything, but it'll, the race will still be relevant. So we'll yeah, be no so. doubt. All right, Todd. Hey, good job, buddy. Appreciate Thanks, my man. You. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate yeah, you. Not buddy. a problem. I'm Happy not. Thanksgiving you, to everybody. You, 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 you're a brother to me and Kirk. You know that, All right? That's why I'm here, man. Anytime, yeah. anywhere. That's right. All right. All right, Kirk. Have a good time up there with your family this you weekend. Too. And um, I'll have a, a good time. I'm going to eat my turkey dinner tomorrow. Deidre's going to cook, and her son's going to come over. And then on Friday, I'm going to my ex-wife and hanging out with my kids at her house, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. For Todd Surprise, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer. We'll see you Monday right here on Mostly Motorsports Oh, and Saturday. We'll be here on Saturday, after, uh, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., 8 to 10 Central Time right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Again, for Todd, for Kirk, I'm Scott. We'll see you Monday.